TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. And now it's time for Gabe Ramirez and Clay Harbor on Sports Radio 670 The Score. And always live on the free Odyssey app. And a time will be had. It is Gabe Ramirez along with nine-year NFL vet Clay Harbor in the building today. Always a pleasure having you here, bro. I appreciate it, man. Always like doing a show with you. We always have some good combos. I know sometimes your Bears, you know, takes are a little off base, but, you know, I like to reel you back a little bit, get you on track, and you know, it's always fun. You you like to you're like a a drop of water in a wave. <laughs> you like to go with the flow, my friend, as opposed to you know maybe being the damn I messed up. But being the thing that breaks the wave. I am not going with the flow, man. <laughs> I knew that get you. You, need, you, check, you check my Twitter and see the people coming at me with some of my takes, man. I go I go with what I what I think's right through my experience. As a NFL veteran, a guy that's been around the game, played for years, and using that to kind of form my opinions. And that's what I do, Gabe. I like it. Yeah. Uh, we are going to have some cool guys hanging out with us today. We got Trey Wingo. Yeah, I love Trey. One of our favorites that Clay and I have been able to talk to. He's going to be joining the show at 620. Sam Smith going to talk some Chicago Bulls with us. Not the singer, the NBA, no, Sam the, Smith. The way more popular one. Yeah, yeah. This guy's a legend, Sam Smith. Oh, absolutely. Jordan Rules, the book. Oh you know, you know he wrote that book, The Jordan Rules, New York Times bestseller? Dude, I'll never forget. My dad had it. But my dad, was, he had it more like a collectible, and I was, like, really trying to read it. <laughs> and so I had it in my room, and I remember he, he's like, where the, is my book at? And I'm like, oh. And I had it in my closet, like, <laughs> underneath a shoebox. And he was like, what the? And I was like, oh, I'll never forget that one. Yeah, my pops had that book, too. I think it was something like all dads had to have the Jordan Rules yeah. book or something. I had the Rare or not me, but my Rare dad, Air. Rare you had the Air. Rare Air. I had that one, too. Uh, that one. Yeah, that was a Alex great book. Alex Coon producing tonight. You, ever, you know what Rare Air is? Yeah, you better know what it is. Educate no. me, guys. Oh. It's, it's like a it's like it's, it's a book, but it's like they have a lot of photos. Yeah. But it's telling the story of the Bear, the Bulls. Was it 96, 97 season? I don't know. I, and it was just Michael Jordan, like an in-depth look, like pictures of him, yeah. his family, his friends. And you got a real in-depth look in this book. And it was like a big book. Big book. You know, big, it wasn't like, like square, a square. Like, like it almost looked like a record. Yeah. Like a bigger even, yeah. maybe. Just a tad like one that would take up your whole coffee table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You could probably like get on an Amazon. Big Alex. picture book. Rare airs. Yeah. Okay, I got to get that. So yeah. that was one of those ones, too, that, you know, you yeah, just kind of like took yeah. it. Yeah. Like, my dad right now, if I ask my dad where is his rare air book, and they've been in the same house. 
<laughs> no, he'll have no idea. <laughs> no idea. In the garage somewhere, probably. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Or made its way He's out He's probably of a collectible now. I don't know where mine, of my is. dad's rare book is. I'd like to see that. Probably in the garbage, just like my dad's. Yeah. All right, uh, you were talking about my, my Bears takes, yeah, Clay. And I feel like my Bears takes were reinforced over the weekend based off of what happened. You know, even whether it be, you know, Casey over the Ravens or or whether it was, you know, Jared Goff performing at an extremely high level yeah. for, for a very long time before, you know, the Niners Niners. Yeah. Did you not feel after those games that, like, I guess the, my initial question would be, do you think Justin Fields can be better than Lamar Jackson? I think I think he has tools to where he can. I've seen him when he's on. I feel like he can be better than Lamar in certain things. And I think what about he, overall though? I think he can be on that. He can get to that level possibly with the right surrounding cast. Yeah, and I that, that was what I was struggling with a lot this weekend, where I said to myself, okay, you know, if Justin Fields, if his ceiling is Lamar Jackson, and clearly. Lamar Jackson ain't good enough. Yeah. Right? No, no, no shade. Good. Good defense. You know, yeah, yeah just some, the some, MVP. some things. Just the MVP, but you know what? You gotta you gotta be able to be better than the team that you're playing against, right? Yeah. That's what happened with the Kansas City Chiefs. Really good defense. Where a lot of people were talking about Patrick Mahomes, but not talking about, you know, the havoc that is created on the defensive side of the ball. Anyway, I go yeah. back to that and it's like it's clear as day. What type of quarterback 94% of the time is winning the Super Bowl. And it is the really, really good quarterback. Yeah, you got Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, right? Those are the two guys that you can look at in the past decades and say, hey, okay, if you want a quarterback that's going to win you multiple Super Bowls, who is it? The quarterback. An actual it's, like a quarterback. It's Tom quarterback. Brady and it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. It's those two guys. Yep. You know, and that's what you want. But I, I don't think it's as simple as that because people thought Bryce Young was going to be that style of quarterback. Patrick I think he's still Mahomes. good. Yeah, he's yeah he's, he's really good. He, he had a great year. Um, he did. He had more passing yards than than Justin Fields. He had more wins. <laughs> really? I'm just I'm just That's saying. What we're gonna do. Yeah. Well, Tyson Bajan had two of those seven. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Well, here's what you got to think, right? So obviously, it's not Caleb versus Justin. Fair. It's Justin and what you get from that first round pick versus Caleb and what you could get for Justin, which you get a heck of a lot more for that first round pick than you would for Justin. Obviously, then you're going to say, okay, then it's obvious the number one pick is worth more than Justin. But to my point, you put all that together, you'll get another one. You'll get a one next year. You'll get a two. You can get another player. You'll get a two next year. But Clay, what if that yields me a really good team with a mediocre quarterback that can't get over, you know, the boogie monster. I mean, that's if you, okay, if you fall in love with Caleb Williams and you obviously it's up to Ryan Poles and his staff, you go, you go and you scout them, you sit with them, you watch the tape, you critique the tape, and you know, and you say, I got a better than coin flip probability that this guy can be Pat Mahomes, his personality. We got to figure it out. We know it makes him tick. He's a guy that's going to work. Why is Pat Mahomes good? Did you watch that Netflix quarterback series? Yeah, I love that. He is good because he is putting in an absurd amount of work. 
and he got to sit for a couple years before he even played, okay? So you're probably setting yourself back to start, and you have a team that has shown second half of the season they beat the Detroit Lions. They should have beat the Detroit Lions twice. They play the Lions five times. I think they win four. Like, they beat the Lions. They should have beat them twice. They beat the Lions. They've shown they can beat the team that should be in the Super Bowl right now with Justin Fields as your quarterback. So but you're saying that they would then sweep the next three games. Yeah, I, I'm saying when I watch the Bears versus the Lions, a team that they were at the end of the season with Justin Fields throwing the ball to one wide receiver and Cole Komet solid, a decent tight end. But if you give this guy a little bit more, hey, we're almost there. We've shown we beat this team. Obviously, they couldn't get it done against the Packers, and that's the one really black eye against Fields right now that I have. This is the last game of the season. You're going in here. You have a chance to show people, yeah. hey, we can beat the Packers. We, this is a playoff game for them. This is a playoff game for us. We are showing we can beat them, and he didn't show up in that second half. Obviously, there's some reasons for that that you know maybe weren't all in his control, but he had a chance to really say, hey, make his case. Last game of the year against the Green Bay Packers, and he didn't. So that's the one thing there. But you have to be f- as certain as you can that this is C.J. Stroud you're drafting and not Bryce Young. Because if you draft Bryce Young and trade Justin Fields and Justin Fields goes somewhere else and has a good career, you know how much you know how it's going to be for Caleb Williams in low, Chicago. Though. Probability low for that Caleb Williams. No, that t- Justin Fields goes somewhere else and has some amazing career. Not that it can't happen, but the probability is very low. Why is the probability low? Because he's already proven over the first three years that he's not that dude. Like the fact that we're like, here's my thing, right? The NFL, if we're looking at it as such, is like a video game, and Justin Fields has gotten through like the first three bosses. And you're telling me, all right, if we get him this weapon and this weapon and this weapon, he's going to be better. Yeah. All right. He's going to get me past two more levels. All right. But he's not going to get me to the promised land. He's not going to get me to the final boss. <laughs> he's not going to beat the game. You know what I'm saying? All right. All right. I got something for you. Okay. So <clears throat> when Geno Smith, his career with the Jets, he had a passer rating of 72 with 28 touchdowns, 36 interceptions, 57 completion percentage, a 12-19 and 19 record with the Jets. He goes to Seattle with the offensive coordinator that we just signed. He goes to Seattle after having those numbers. His completion center, he led the completion percentage, he led the NFL in the same offense field to be running. 70% completion percentage. Fifth-ranked passer rating in the league. Fourth in touchdowns with 30 it, and he made the Pro Bowl. Jared Goff's best st- statistical season was under Waldron. He had career highs in yards, touchdowns, rating, and QBR. Okay? Waldron's offense was first in turnovers and second in interceptions over the last three seasons. This is a guy, when Geno Smith came there, you'd have been the same guy. Geno's done. Geno's trash. Geno can't play. Geno's throwing picks. Geno's 12 and 20 in his career. Geno Smith can't play. Guess what happened to Geno Smith when he played under Shane Waldron? And Fields has shown that he is more than Geno Smith. You got a new system, a guy that's been around. So in my opinion, I think the Waldron signing, to me, gives you an even better opportunity to say, hey, we can keep Justin Fields. 
And the quarterback coach they hired, guess what? He didn't play quarterback in the NFL. He played in the CFL, but he was a running quarterback with almost 5,000 rushing yards. He knows how to coach a rushing quarterback because he's done it yeah. before, and he also helped Geno Smith. I hear you. Um, last three seasons, Shane Waldron as the OC for the Seattle Seahawks. Three years ago, 7-10 and 10 missed the playoffs. Two years ago, 9-8, and eight, last team to make it in the playoffs. This year, clearly they missed the playoffs again. I hear what you're saying about Geno Smith, but even if, but, but like, if Justin Fields has that, he's just, he's still not good enough to be in the top tier. So you can do all of that to Justin Fields, <laughs> and then you're telling me that what I'm getting then is a seven and ten, nine and eight, nine and eight team, which makes sense because the Bears are were seven and ten this year. So are you going to add two wins, maybe three, miss the playoffs a couple years, maybe make it one? Yes, the answer is yes. And this is the thing. We can be Bears fans that are championing for Justin Fields, championing for the weapons to be around them, hoping and praying to little baby Jesus that the Bears are going to make it into the playoffs. Or I have another take for you. Or we take a shot, maybe, just a shot, because we can actually have the foresight as a fan base to say what that is going to look like with Justin Fields and say it is going to be better. If you give it Marvin Harrison Jr. and Brock Bowers, he is going to be better. The Bears are going to have more victories, but you know what they're going to be? A team that bows out in the first or the second round of the playoffs. But there's a little guy, literally, Caleb Williams, <laughs> who I don't even want Caleb Williams. Let me be very clear. I prefer Jake May. But there's a little guy, Caleb Williams, that people think, even just the fact that they think he can beat a man. And you're saying, well, damn, there's an opportunity to go take the guy that people think can be the man. And everyone's like, no. No, I do not want to take the guy that has a, let's even just say 50-50 chance. Even, Clay, even if it's 50-50, I'm a gambling man, black and red. That's not even 50-50 because green. <laughs> I would take that, the opportunity to have a guy that can win six straight NFC championships, a guy that can win a Super Bowl and not, and not I don't care if the defense is bad that year or that game or the wide receivers ain't coming through. He can still get them to the promise. I want that 50% shot. All right. I mean, that's a good case. I think my case is a little stronger personally. But a horrible rebuttal for a debate <laughs> is that my case is stronger. No, man. I see what you're saying. You want to take the shot, take the shot. But the best thing you can say is it is the coin flip and who knows who this it's, guy is. No, 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 no. You know what? As we're getting closer to the draft, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to be louder about it's a coin flip. It's not. Look at Bryce Young, dude. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Let's, go back to the, let's go back to the coin flip of Justin Fields versus Caleb Williams. That is not a coin flip. We have seen. You cannot be blinded. You're watching these games. You see the statistics. <laughs> it, it's not that he can't be good. He is just not elite. It's fact. So that, if that, that cannot be... A guy that, that's 70-30 on the, that side of the coin. That's not 50-50. Caleb Williams is legit 50-50 that he could be good or not. Justin Fields has a very, very high chance that, he's not, that his career is going to continue to pan out the way it is. But here's what I'm telling you, okay? I hear the Justin versus Caleb, but as I said before, Justin plus trading the number one pick down which you get another number one. You'll get a number one next year. You don't have to pay Justin until next year. If you really don't like him, you can trade him next year. And for the people that are saying you're saving money on the quarterback clock, tell me what two number one draft picks, if you go out and sign a number one wide receiver, if you get, 
not even say, say Roma Don, Adunze, not even Marvin Harrison Jr. You pay a number one receiver in free agency versus on a draft and a five-year contract, you get a defensive end, and a, a, you saw Montez Sweat's contract. You aren't saving money, okay, because you are, you are getting more players on rookie contracts instead of having to go and get these players in free agency. And you are getting more young players first and second round picks to fill your roster with, and then you still have a number extra number one next year and number two. If you really want to go get a quarterback then, then there's a chance to do it then. You don't have to pay fields this year. You, you know, can you can wait one year I, and then go. I, do you know who else gave up who who else received a lot of picks for their draft pick and is kicking themselves as a result of it? The Buffalo Bills. Who gave? Who received a ton of picks to give the Kansas City Chiefs the opportunity to go get Patrick Mahomes, and they have a ton of picks. Would you take Josh Allen? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If Justin Field is Josh Allen in this scenario, I mean, Josh Allen will win a championship. He's Josh. It Don't wasn't Josh. That. Josh Don't Allen. It that. wasn't Josh Allen's fault when they lost that game. Tell me that was on Josh Allen. Josh Allen played a heck of a game. If if you watch if you know football and you watch that game and you said that Josh Allen lost that game then I mean he he hit people in the hands I hear that but it's it's clear as day that Patrick Mahomes is the better quarterback. Well, Patrick Mahomes is Michael and I, Jordan. There's not I, a guy well, the, on the planet that can do what Patrick Mahomes is doing. And I'm trying to well let's just change the names right and say if Caleb Williams is like we're saying right yeah. a Patrick uh, a Patrick Mahomes slash Michael Jordan you then want draft picks to you know, to then pass up on the Jordan. And you're saying it. You're like, yeah, because you're saying the same thing about Patrick Mahomes and what Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills did. They gave up draft picks. To, they, gave, they took draft picks and gave up the opportunity to pass them. For, and you're like, well, he's Michael Jordan. Well, yeah, we can say that now. Well, here we are with the opportunity beforehand, beforehand, to say the chance for him to be Michael Jordan exists. The chance. The chance. Just the chance. Because <laughs> and and, you know what? If he sucks, guess what? You can go get somebody else that's going to be mediocre and make you nine and eight. But you also miss out on opportunity cost of having the number one pick you do. as well on that trade back. So to me, and obviously you don't yeah. know even if, like obviously you don't know if the guys you trade back, the picks you trade back for are going to be, you know, yeah. as good either. So yeah. it's a thing. The good thing is, this is why it's a great debate because neither of us will know until these things actually play out. And yeah. uh, but, but, but some opinions are stronger and have more validity than others, including our next guest, <laughs> uh, Trey Wingo. Yes, that Trey Wingo is going to be hanging out with us to talk about not only what happened over the weekend in the NFL playoffs, but again, you know, what what course and path he feels like the Bears you know, should take in order to reach success. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sooner than later. Trey Wingo joins the show next. It's Gabe Ramirez. It's nine year NFL vet Clay Harbor right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Let's get back to more Gabe Ramirez and Clay Harbor on Sports Radio 670 The Score. And always live on the free Odyssey app. Here's Purdy with a lot of time. Steps into one. Launching deep. Going for Brandon Ayuk. It is. Oh, he caught it off the ricochet. Penalty. Is he in? He's down to the five. We'll see what the penalty is. I'll tell you what. This is, about his, this is the best play they've made all day. And... Oh. Man, Kendall Vendori had one. It hit him right in the face mask. Former Bear, Kendall Vildor couldn't come up with the play. Brandon Ayuk makes a spectacular catch. Gabe Ramirez here with nine-year NFL vet Clay Harbert. Clay, which one did you like better, that catch or Lamar Jackson's uh, catch of his own, you know, deflected pass for like 20 yards? I like the uh, the Lamar Jackson catch. I've never seen that before, bro. That was wild. That was wild. He had a great beat on it, man. Just a, <laughs> yeah. an amazing athlete. Out. We get the opportunity to talk about both games, what the big game in a few weeks is going to look like, and, of course, we're going to touch on some Chicago Bears as well. Uh, he joins us on our guest hotline, presented by Circus Sports Illinois. Uh, you can catch him on the Stunt app. You can catch him on the 33rd team. And we love when we get an opportunity to catch him here on 670. The score It is none other then Trey Wingo. Trey, uh, good evening. Welcome to the show. Hey, be good to be with you guys. Uh, and I, I want some. I want to talk about something else afterwards that I'm doing, if you don't mind. Of but course. I got Clay. I got to call you out, man. I got to call you out. You said you'd never seen that before. No, I've never about seen Lamar that Jackson before. catching his own yeah, pass. I've never seen that Dude, before. The infamous. This is when. When? How? What were your years in the league? I was in the league from 2009 to 2017. It happened while you were in the league. What? Okay. What it happened when you were in the league in a playoff game. Man, give me a, give me a team. 2017 divisional round, Chiefs-Titans, Arrowhead Stadium. Marcus Mariota throws a pass. The Chiefs bat it up in the air. Marcus catches it and goes in for a touchdown. No way. Come on, man. He said no way. Come on, well, man. No, what I'm saying no it? way about oh. is that uh, Marcus Mariota was in the conference championship game. <laughs> I mean, that's no, no, pretty divisional shocking. Game. Divisional, oh, divisional game. Divisional game. Divisional game. Okay. Divisional game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we talked about it earlier. The Tennessee Titans over the last 25 years, they've made the playoffs more than you would think. It was in the teens. Yeah. So they've had some yeah. success, you know, under, under quite a few coaches and quite a few things. Trey, we were trying to figure out what success looked like in the NFL and just trying to find pieces, right? Like, what are some commonalities, yeah. variables that were statistically significant? And Anthony Heron, one of our other co-hosts, co- did a fantastic job just breaking down a ton of teams, how many times they made the playoffs, you know, who were the coaches, what were the quarterbacks, and the, the Tennessee Titans that were, were there. But what we saw was there needed to be some sort of, like, three-headed Sven diagram that was, like, coaching, defense, and quarterback. 
And those were the three most significant that we came up with, with in this one. Um, you know, when you're looking at the last two teams and you're trying to really, you know, figure out who do you think is going to end up on top and maybe looking at, at leaning on those variables, who, who would you say in your mind is going to uh, uh, walk away with it at the end? Oh, well, we're, we're breaking down the Super Bowl in two weeks already. Yeah. So, yeah, let's yeah. do that. Yeah. I mean, like, well, <laughs> here's, here's what I would say. What team does Patrick Mahomes play for? Yeah. Simple. I mean, it's, it's that simple for me, like it really is. Uh, you know, uh, I did some numbers, guys, and I think you guys will appreciate this. And, and I know Chicago is a great baseball town as well. But one of the things that's most remarkable about Derek Jeter's career, right, mm-hmm. was his postseason success. First of all, with the Yankees, Derek Jeter played in 158 postseason games. That in and of itself is a ridiculous number, right? That's just stupid. He had a full season in postseason. Now, in that full season, postseason career of Derek Jeter, here were his numbers. He hit 308, 20 home runs, 61 RBIs, 111 runs scored, uh, 20-something stolen bases. In other words, very productive. His numbers actually went up in his postseason play when you're going up against the top two and maybe the top three pitchers on every staff. You're not getting that fourth or fifth guy in the rotation where you've been fattened up your stats with some hacks, right? So against the very best, this is what he's done. That was Patrick Mahomes' 17th postseason game. So now he's played what we would consider a full regular season in the postseason, okay? He, he has the Chiefs to a 14-3 and record in the postseason, He's accounted for 45 total touchdowns, only eight give only eight giveaways, completed 67% of his passes, and has a passer rating of 106 point something. Now let's put that in perspective. In the regular season, Patrick Mahomes completes about 66% of his passes, and his touchdown to interception ratio is a little closer. But more importantly, his regular season passer rating number is 92. Mm. So he, he elevates his game by 14 or 15 points over a full season wow. now of postseason play. So the answer to me is if it's like when LeBron James was, was always in the conference finals when he was with the Cavs or the Heat. You know, there was the Venn diagram. Do you have LeBron James on your team? Uh, no. Do you play in the Western Eastern Conference? Yes. You will not be in the conference finals of the NBA finals. Exactly. This is what we're talking about, guys. I mean, like, he's been a, he's been a, quarter, a starting quarterback for six seasons. He's been in the conference championship every game. They hosted it five straight years. No one ever done that four times before the Chiefs done it. No one ever done it three times. Uh, no one only done it three times. Uh, he's in his fourth Super Bowl. Now, let's just put that in some sort of historical perspective, right? Because everyone believes that Tom Brady is the GOAT, and I can't argue with that if you do. If you go by the number – you know what happened in Tom Brady's first full season as a starter? They missed the playoffs. No way. Tom Brady – yeah, Tom Brady came in when the Patriots were 2-3 and three in 2001 when Drew Bledsoe got a vicious hit by Moe Lewis. Side note, he almost died from that hit. It was that, it was that egregious of a hit. I mean, it was, it was legal, but it was just a brutal hit. Oh, wow. He comes in. They, you know, they sort of muddled through the regular season – Tuck rule, whatever, get to their first Super Bowl. His next year is a full starter. His next year was his first year as a starter. They don't win the division, and they don't get to the playoffs. So what we're seeing out of Mahomes now has never been done through anybody's first six seasons. And if you look at the numbers, including the team's record, uh, passer rating, touchdown to interception ratio, and playoff record, Mahomes is ahead of every category except the fact that Brady won his first three Super Bowls, and Mahomes will need to win this one to win three in his first six seasons. Everything else is stacked in Mahomes' favor. That's what we're talking about here. 
Well, that's that's amazing. First of all, I appreciate that. That was some good stuff right there, some great numbers. But the reason I was dumb enough to go against Patrick Mahomes wasn't because of Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. It was because looking yeah. at the season, it was a supporting cast. I mean, Rashi yeah. Rice has obviously emerged. Marquez Valdez-Scantling has come into a wep- become a weapon. Justin Watson is playing well. I mean, they've had some guys that are playing really well in the playoffs. Even Travis Kelsey. People talking about him retiring. He had a ton of drops. He was like top 10 in the NFL in drops. Okay, that was the yeah. reason why I thought that the Ravens had it. So what's what's going on with these guys that's helping them to become better in the postseason is is Patrick Mahomes just elevating their game? Well, I think that there's something to it. But I mean, to your point, this is far and away the most flawed team Patrick Mahomes has had. Now he's had much worse. He's had much worse defenses. Like this is the best defense he's ever had. But the team in general, you mentioned it. They led the league in drops. Uh, you know, they were 15th in points scored, 21.8. Juwan Taylor, yeah. whom they paid a lot of money to uh, to play right tackle for them, was the most penalized player in football. This was a very, very flawed football team. And at the end of the day, when it matters most, their stars play well. Look at Travis Kelsey yesterday. 11 targets, 11 catches, 100 yards in a touchdown. Travis Kelsey has now eclipsed Jerry Rice as the most prolific (laughs) pass catcher in the postseason in the history of the NFL. Let that sink in for a minute, okay? No one has caught more postseason. And this is uh, a tight end, Gabe. They're not supposed it's a to be tight able to do end. That. <laughs> yes, in Travis Kelsey. Okay, that touchdown on Kyle Hamilton, that was the first touchdown. By the way, Kyle Hamilton might have been the best player on the game on the field yesterday in the AFC. And you do it against he Kyle Hamilton. This guy was built to yeah. guard tight ends. First first touchdown he's given up all year to a tight end. And and if you go back and look at that throw, and I'm getting really into football minutiae here, and I apologize, but like that play is designed to go to the back corner of the end zone. Mm-hmm. But Mahomes saw as he was throwing the ball, he's not going to get there. The only way I can do it is throw it low and outside. And he put it, like my old, my old friend Trent Dilfer, he's always said, there's no defense for a perfect throw. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. He put it in a perfect spot. That was great Kelsey coverage. Rose up. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was perfect coverage. <laughs> Legereus Sneed, after giving up the big play to Zay Flowers, who, by the way, is going to get paid this offseason, either in Kansas City or somewhere else. Yeah, he, is. Uh, he gave up one touchdown all regular and postseason, and that was that incredible throw, another perfect throw from Josh Allen last week. Comes out there and punches that ball out. And you want to have a karma or irony or you know coincidence, whatever you want to call it, that play probably saves the Kansas City Chiefs a week after Mecole Hardman let the Buffalo Bills hang around against the Chiefs when he fumbled it out of the back of the end zone. Like, their, their stars shined yeah. against the Baltimore Ravens. That's what they did. And if we're honest about it, guys, the Ravens crumbled in the moment. They did. And I'm not, I'm not just talking about Lamar. I'm talking about top to bottom, discipline, coaching, and the quarterback. None of that was good enough for the team that was the number one seed with the number one scoring defense against, as we said, a very flawed offense in Kansas City and playing at home. The Ravens were undisciplined. Four personal foul penalties, all of them easily callable, all of them egregious, none of them controversial. Uh, three, and three, three turnovers, two in the red zone and the fumble by Lamar. That's an undisciplined team. And we, we love Tom Bunkin, right? The new offensive coordinator for the Ravens. Great all year. Yeah, You're the number game. one rushing team. Yeah, You're the number one <laughs> rushing wild. team. You drop back 82% of the time. What are you doing? Yeah, What are you doing? 
the moment got to the Ravens. There's no other way to describe it. He's Trey Wingo. I'm Gabe Ramirez, along with nine-year NFL vet Clay Harbor here on 670 The Score. Trey, you know, obviously the Bears are trying to get to that level, right, to, to, yeah. to be a team that can compete year in and year out. And it seems as though there are two paths out there that they can take. And most of the city are likening those paths to a Lamar Jackson path, build around your team, make it great, allow Justin Fields to operate. And then there's the Mahomes approach where you simply have a better quarterback. Um, is there a wrong answer? in this equation and in either path they can go down? Well, I mean, the wrong answer is, is, is the wrong quarterback, right? That's, that's, the, that's the equation. Like, if you decide to move on from Justin Fields and Caleb Williams isn't the right quarterback, like, understand there's a risk involved here. You know, everyone, wants, everyone always wants to draft the quarterback and then they think about how the quarterback plays, right? Drafting a quarterback is not this simple, easy thing. You want, to, you want to just – the simplest way to, to compare this for the folks in Chicago is let's compare the 2020 quarterback draft and the 2021 quarterback draft. 2020, first overall pick, Joe Burrow, home run, home run. Injuries, problem, but home run, right? Yeah. I think Tua was the next quarterback taken fourth or fifth overall. Was that what it was? And I think that that's going to be fine, even though, you know, he had his issues against the Chiefs. He played a phenomenal season. Uh, he was – I think the, the, the Miami Dolphins are secure with Tua Tonga-Vailoa for a while. Mm. Justin Herbert. The Chargers charger, it's not Justin Herbert's fault. He had a broken uh, finger on one hand, then broke his finger on his passing hand. Justin Herbert's going to be fine. There's a reason Jim Harbaugh chose that job, because he knew the quarterback was good. Uh, And then you have Jalen Hurts. And despite all the injuries, Jalen Hurts was the best player in the field last season in the Super Bowl, and he was never right all year, and the injuries got him. I think the Eagles got that right. Now 2021, Trevor Lawrence number one overall. I don't know. One playoff appearance, flamed out this year down the stretch. Jags couldn't get it done. Second overall, Zach Wilson. Barring injury, he should never start for an NFL team again. He's a backup. That's what he is at best. Number three in the quarterback draft that year was Trey Lance, who was inactive behind Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush this season when it was all said and done. Uh, fourth was Justin Fields. It was Justin Fields three. I can't remember. I can't remember which, what the order was. No, it was but he fourth. was there, and, we're, yeah, we're, and, we're, and now we're having this discussion about Justin Fields versus Caleb Williams, right? So clearly it's not a solid thing. And then Mac Jones lost his job to Bailey Zappi. And this was the great quarterback draft of 2021. So you can, you can do that, but you have a, if, you, if you decide to move on and not develop, and that, co- that little Zen, Venn diagram three-header you were talking about, yeah. I would put development in there as well. Mm. It's coaching, it's defense, and it's developing your quarterback. It's developing the players that you draft. So, you know, if you're going to throw that away for Caleb Williams, what guarantee do you have that Caleb Williams is going to be Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow versus Zach Wilson, uh, Trevor Lawrence, and Mac Jones. Give me, the, give me the, the empirical evidence that you know. So if you have something that you can work with and you can build around it, to me, it's way better to do that. Otherwise, you become the Jets. We draft Sam Darnold. That didn't work. We draft Zach Wilson. That didn't work. We pay Aaron Rodgers to be the most unlikable player in football this year, <laughs> and he blows his Achilles on the uh, on the first the first series of the season. Oh, by the way, let me just say this: you know, he had his ha ha laugh laugh funny funny joke joke moments with Pat McAfee all year long at Travis Kelsey's expense, calling him Mister Pfizer. Yeah, Mister Pfizer is the most prolific touchdown catching machine and producer in the playoffs in yes. his position in the history of the game. Yeah, can you say that about Aaron Rodgers? A lot of flameouts in his career for being as good as he is in the postseason. 
lot of them. Yeah, I think I think he's he's made his case to be the greatest tight end, you know, coming from a tight end. I mean, it's just incredible yeah. to see what he's done. And obviously not a big blocker like Gronk, but the longevity and what he's been able to do. But I want to talk about another tight end, Trey. And this tight end is actually a head coach right now. And he was coaching in the other game in championship Sunday with the Detroit Lions. And that is Dan Campbell. And Dan Campbell yeah. was my tight end coach with the New Orleans Saints. Loved Dan Campbell. Was a great coach. So you were there with Chase. Guy. You were there with Chase, right? You were there with Chase Daniel, right? Chase Daniel, yep. I was there. I know you guys yeah, got the yeah. podcast together. I remember Chase Daniel and I and uh, Drew Brees. We all went out to San Diego. Uh, Chase would pick us up every morning at 6 a.m. to go uh, throw at the field for a week. And then we'd go, uh, me, there Drew, Chase, and Kobe Fleener to uh, Drew's workout facility and get a workout in. But Dan Campbell, my old tight end coach, awesome guy. What we do sometimes, Gabe, in the tight end room was we'd all come together and we'd say, yo, let's see how many stories we could get Dan to tell, like, during meetings. Because we're all veterans. <laughs> like, we do the meetings. And we get him to go through the whole meeting talking about his days in the league. He'd be like, dang it, man, we didn't even cover the, the script. He's like, you guys are good. You guys are veterans. You got this. That's He's great. like, let's go out there and be physical <laughs> and, and let's kick their, kick their tail. But he didn't say tail. But – there's a lot of controversy floating around Dan Campbell this weekend because he goes yeah. for not one, but two fourth downs that he gets stopped on. And you can arguably say that they win the game if they just kick these two field goals. So what yeah. is your take uh, on his decision? Did he, as a player, we want to go for it always, but you're the yeah. coach. You got to make the right decision. Give me your thoughts yeah. on Dan Campbell, aggressive or dumb. Well, here's, here's what I would say. First of all, I love Dan Campbell. And I think, you know, what he's done with Detroit has been remarkable. 313 and one the first year, just missing the playoffs last year. And even though they were out of it, knocking out the, uh, the uh, Aaron Rodgers led Packers out of the postseason at Lambeau in the final <laughs> week of the season. And then this year, right? They're, 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 they're on a trajectory. And a large part of that is Dan Campbell. Mm -hmm. But he messed it up, okay? Because the biggest thing about being a coach, especially a head coach to me, is not coaching the players. It's not calling up plays. It's not defining defensive schemes. It's managing the game, right? Game yeah. management, to me, is the most important part of being a head coach. Mm -hmm. And what happened right before the half? Right before the half, they were down there on the two-yard line, three-yard line, and they ran out of time. What did Dan Campbell, the head coach, say? You know what? We've been going for it all year on fourth in this situation, but the prudent play with a young team that has never been in this situation before, has never – and uh, experience the crucible and the pressure and, and the unending scrutiny of every second. He said, let's make sure we go into the half 17 up. Check. Good yeah. decision, Great. Dan Campbell. Good decision, Dan Campbell. So then in the second half, 49ers come down, start the game, go get a field goal. So suddenly now it's a 14-point game. You're still very much in control. It's a 14-point game. Yeah. You get down to the 28-yard line. Again, you got three players that have experienced this sort of situation. Uh, Alec Anzalone, Jared Goff, and one other player, maybe Josh Reynolds. They're mm -hmm. the only players that have been in this situation that understood the moment. What's the most prudent play in that situation as a game manager that you can make? Hey, we played almost half the third quarter, and if we kick the field goal, we're still up 17. I think that's the right decision for a young team that doesn't understand how this thing may play out it'll get them in a comfort zone. No, we're going to go for it. <laughs> yeah. Even though you made that different decision at the end of the first half. <laughs> yeah. So then it goes, 
So then it goes sideways, right? Then we have Brock Purdy becoming Superman and Gibbs fumbles, and suddenly a 20-point third quarter ensues for the 49ers, and now you find yourself down. So with halfway through the fourth quarter, you have an opportunity, again, with a young team that hasn't been there. What's the more prudent play? Yeah, we could go for it, but why don't we make sure we extend the game? And to me, that's the most important thing, especially on a playoff game on the road. Mm -hmm. You want to stay in the game as long as possible. Badgley is a really good kicker. He's not a yeah. he's not Justin Tucker. He's not Butker. He's really, really good. We're talking these kicks would be 43, 45 yards, right? Yeah. Essentially extended extra points in this day and age. Mm-hmm. He's going to make those kicks 95% of the time. No, we're going to go for it. And we asked, Dan was asked about it at the game, so I was confident I was going to make it. That's fine, but as a game manager, yeah. you have to understand the moment and then factor in the downside risk. And the downside risk was not worth the upside, and you prove that at the end of the first half. Dan Campbell has to make this a learning experience for him. He has to understand that the moment matters as much as the decision. And when the moment mattered at the end of the first half, he made the right decision, and he didn't factor in everything else that was in play on the road against a really good 49ers team if you get stopped in that situation. Unbelievable stuff, yeah. uh, Trey. Man, we appreciate you coming on as always. But I know you wanted to uh, mention something else, and and you're always obviously championing for some great causes. So we'd love to give our airwaves to you. Oh, I appreciate that, guys. Yeah, uh, right after the Super Bowl, uh, right coming up in a few weeks after that, I'm launching a new podcast with Amazon and Wondery called Alternate Routes. I'm doing it with my old Sports Center teammate Kevin Frazier, and the premise is take one moment in sports, and if it went the other way, how things have changed. Give you an example. Oh, wow. What if happened? What happened if Marshawn Lynch got the ball uh, in Super Bowl Forty Nine at the goal line, and they don't throw <laughs> it inside to Ricardo Lockett and Malcolm Butler interception? <laughs> Seahawks win that game. Patriots lose their third straight Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo probably takes over for Tom Brady next season. He's shipped out to San Francisco. Pete Carroll becomes the greatest coach in the history of football, and Marshawn Lynch becomes the greatest spokesman of all time. And Skittles replaces Tums as an antacid medicine. Right? <laughs> another one. Another one we're doing. The Bulls and the Lakers had a coin flip to determine who would get the first overall pick in 1979 <laughs> NBA draft, Magic and that's Johnson. Magic Johnson. Yeah. Okay, what happens if the Bulls get that coin flip? Wow. Magic Johnson goes there. The Showtime Lakers may not exist. Michael Jordan never shows up in Chicago. Does he become Michael Jordan somewhere else, or does Michael Jordan get lost in all of the situation? Do the Showtime Lakers ever exist? Uh, does Pat Riley ever become a thing because he's not doing the Showtime Lakers? There's a million different ways. In fact, we have one scenario in that one where Charles Barkley, not Barack Obama, becomes the first black president. Trust me, it took us a while to get there, but it makes sense if you listen to the podcast. So that's what it's going to be. Amazon and Wondery alternate routes. It's going to be dropping sometime after the Super Bowl, and uh, we're going to let you know. I can't wait for that, Trey, man. I can't wait to listen to that. That's going to be some yeah, fun, it's stuff, fun stuff, man. It's fun stuff. Yeah. Just, just, what, happens if Bartman, what happens if Bartman doesn't stick his hand oh, out? Oh, my gosh, you know, the Bartman ball. Right? What, oh. if, what if what if, yeah. what if, what if Melo comes or, or LeBron comes to Chicago during that year? What if Kobe signs? What if they want to trade Lou Aldang and then Kobe does become yeah. a member of the Chicago Just Just do me a favor, Trey. Just do me a favor. Yeah. Just do me a favor. Just, yeah. just still make sure yeah. the Bulls win a couple of championships. And, and obviously, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. obviously they might with Magic because they, they, they wouldn't be there for Jordan because Magic would probably have elevated them. You know, mm-hmm. you look at Artis Gilmore's numbers and Kareem's up to that point, they're almost identical. So imagine Ar- a Magic with Artis in, in Chicago instead of Kareem in L.A. 
things go very differently very quickly. Very quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trey, I appreciate you, man. Always love talking to you. Can't wait to do it again soon. Appreciate it, Trey. You got it, guys. Anytime, Clay. Look it up. Mariota to Mariota for a touchdown at Arrowhead I'm in the divisional round, 2017. That's <laughs> great. I'm going to Take care. That's great. Trey Wingo. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, Wingo Z. And you got to check out the new podcast, Alternate Routes. It's going to be great stuff. That's actually a great concept, man. Not, not something that you're used to. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, quickly, we'll give you our big game picks because even though it is two weeks away, we still get the opportunity uh, to give our thoughts on who's going to win. We'll do that on the other side. Gabe Ramirez, Clay Harbor, 670 to score. We're back with more Gabe Ramirez and Clay Harbor on Sports Radio 670, The Score, and the free Odyssey app. Excellent conversation with Trey Wingo. Make sure that you guys are looking out for his podcast, Alternate Routes on Amazon. It is Gabe Ramirez. It is nine-year NFL vet, Clay Harbor. Uh, Quickly, Clay, we got uh, two teams, man. Really good teams. Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers. Chiefs are underdogs. Who do you think is going to come out on top in this one? I was dumb enough to go against Patrick Mahomes against the Ravens in the conference championship game, just thinking that Lamar had too much around him, too much help. This guy was too explosive. But Pat Mahomes showed why he is the Michael Jordan of football. And in his last six postseason games, he's completed 70% of his passes and has 11 touchdowns and no interceptions. I mean, this guy is playing at such a high level. It's ridiculous. They they try to stop Travis Kelsey, but Andy Reid, my old coach, the coach that drafted me, is so good about lining this guy up at different positions and putting him in motion, making him hard to jam, and, and Kelsey's so good from getting open from so many different ways. Kelsey lined up at seven different positions the oh, last wow. two games, which is nuts. So they're going to find a way to get him the ball. They're going to find a way to succeed. And that defense is playing great. That's an underrated defense. I know you hear about the Niners defense. The Chiefs defense is really good. Steve Spagnola should get a head coaching opportunity again. I'm taking the Chiefs. It's going to be hard to bet against them. There was a time when you just were foolish for betting against Tom Brady, and now it's <laughs> yeah. just, you look foolish betting against Patrick Mahomes because he keeps coming through. He's um, ten and one. If you're a betting man, Patrick Mahomes in his career is ten and one when an underdog against the spread. How ridiculous of a stat is that? I love that. You know, I like me some money. Yeah, ten and one. All right. Um, Michael Jordan is no longer on the Bulls, but they do have a, a Kobe White and a DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. And for the time being, a Zach Levine. And we get to talk about all of them with our next guest, the legend himself, Sam Smith. He's going to be hanging out with us to talk some Bulls basketball. Um, does he think that Zach Levine is going to be a member of the Bulls after the trade deadline? Uh, we will discuss next. It's Gabe Ramirez and Clay Harbor here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum 
of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.